The Bearcat Basketball Podcast is now presented by the Healthcare Management Group. Shout out to everyone at HCMG, and thank you for the support. Bearcat fans, I'm excited to welcome in my guy, Neil Meyer. He's a contributor to the front office news. And he's a regular guest on the show, and we talk all things Bearcat recruiting. So I'd like to welcome in my guy, Neil. What's going on, Neil? What's going on, Alex? How are you? I'm doing pretty well, man. Hey, I've never asked you this. Um, Did you play uh, sports in high school? I did. I did. What did you play? I grew up playing basketball, baseball, and volleyball, but I also dabbled and played a little bit of soccer growing up, too. But back in high school, I was predominantly baseball and volleyball. What high school did you go to? Oak Hills with Mr. Price. Yeah, good old Coach P. Good old Coach P. Good deal, man. Good deal. Were you any good? Uh, I'm actually second all-time in assists at Oak Hills for volleyball, right behind my brother, actually, so... Guess we can say we were top of the notch at volleyball a little bit. Runs in the family. Mm-hmm. Little family connect. That's good. Good stuff, man. Well, hey, normally we uh, we get on and we talk UC Bearcat basketball recruiting, but today it's only right that we cover UC football recruiting, and uh, it's been uh, it's been quite the uh, quite the time here with UC recruiting, and gosh, in forty eight hours. Luke Fickle and his staff landed eight recruits in 48 hours and just landed another one today. So I would like to dive into, like, how the hell did this happen? And I want to kind of get into each player and the impact they could have at UC. So let's start with this, Neil. Uh, Eight players in 48 hours and just the level of these recruits. I mean, how how did this all happen? I mean, honestly, I think it's just – the first, it's obviously the first weekend of uh, official camps and whatnot, and I think you see a lot of these guys after the dead period in the 2023 class, they get on campus, and they really kind of start to feel the time coming soon, like, hey, I got one more year left. I think I really need to settle down, try to find my, my next home at the next level, and I think Luke Fickle and his staff uh, jumped out to the gate really quickly and said, made a lot of these guys feel comfortable. I think they're getting ready to head to the Big 12 and know that recruiting is going to be one of the, the big topics and they're coming off strong right in the class of 2023. So it's It's been amazing to watch the progression of this football program just from when Luke Fickle took over to where they are now. You're looking at some of these high-level recruits who, let's be honest, in the past would have probably looked the other way or said, hey, thank you, Cincinnati. They would have posted on Twitter, blessed to receive an offer from Cincinnati, and that was about as far as it goes. But these kids are, you know, they're they're committing to UC, and it just shows, you know, where this program is today, and just hats off to Luke Fickle and his staff. Yeah, I think it's crazy, too, to see the progression since Coach Fickle has taken over in 2017 to a 4-8 season to start off to a college football playoff and just four years later, roughly, so. I think it's pretty exciting times going on up there in Clifton with what Luke Fickle and his staff are building. Yeah, and, and, and Neil, I think it's threefold. You, you, first of all, you have to look at the success they had this past season. And 
you know, making the uh, playoffs. That was huge. I think that was a great way for, I think, casual fans all around the country to learn more about Cincinnati football and, you know, kind of and learn about the story about Dez and Sauce and Alec and, there's just so many great stories. So you so you take that piece, right? They they did well during the season, make the playoffs, and then you look at the success of nine guys drafted. You know that's that's impressive. So you know if I'm a recruit and I say, okay, great, I see you guys did great during the season, but now these guys that did well during the season are getting drafted. That's you know, those things kind of go hand in hand. Then now fast forward, you know, to the last couple of days and landing all these recruits, the momentum over there, my Lord. I mean, this tells me, and I want to get your, I'm building kind of all that up to say, this tells me that Luke Fickle has planted his feet at the University of Cincinnati and the Cincinnati community and says, I'm here. I'm going to be here for a while. Yep, I can agree with that one, especially after all the momentum that he's built up over this last three, four years, and then everything he's done for the city, and now turning down, leaving, and coming back, and building all this talent, heading into the Big 12. I mean, everything's going up in the up in Clifton right now, so it's a very exciting time. Yeah, totally agree. So let's talk about the exciting uh, 48 hours. And uh, these eight, and I guess you want to say plus one now, so nine recruits that they've landed. So let's kind of dive into, you know, since you're the expert in this area, can we can we dive into maybe each player and the potential impact they could have uh, for the football program, whether it's they're, a, a, you know, an impact player right away or it's going to be a kid that develops and has a huge impact in a couple years? Yeah, so we can start off with uh... – Dea McCullough, who is the son of former NFL player uh, and now Notre Dame's running back coach, Dylan McCullough. He is uh, comes into UC as the highest-rated defensive recruit in program history. Uh, mm. He actually committed to play for his father at Indiana uh, before he took the job at Notre Dame, which led to his decommitment and opening back up his recruitment earlier this spring. So I think Kerry uh, Combs was the lead recruiter on McCullough, I mean, everyone knows Kerry Combs is one of the best recruiters in all of the country. And, I mean, just him coming back to Cincinnati where everything started for him. Uh, he's a Cole Rain guy. So, everyone who knows UC knows that Cincinnati and Luke Fickle love his Cole Rain guys. So, I mean, going back to bringing Kerry Combs back and then being able to land McCullough, who had offers from basically like 29 other colleges. So, he's ranked the second best player in the state of Indiana and the 19th best safety in the country so I think Kerry Combs got got right to it and sealed the deal to land McCullough so I think he'll be a very easily looking to make an immediate impact once he arrives on campus uh, as Bearcat said oh yeah and, and and just to kind of piggyback that I, I think but it, this is this is crazy so have you ever seen the um, E60 story on the father Dylan McCullough I have. I have. I, okay, so I, I'm a big. I mean, I love those E60 stories. I love documentaries. I love, you know, watching all these little fascinating things. This story about his dad has to be 
one of the top three stories that I've ever heard in sports. The fact that <laughs> the guy was adopted, never knew his biological family, gets recruited to play at Miami Oxford. The guy who recruits him, uh, Sherman Smith, I believe was his name, recruits him to play at Miami, becomes his mentor for years, helped him land coaching jobs after he got injured playing for the Bengals. And come to find out when, I guess it was in Pennsylvania, they lifted a law on being able to, um, you know, get your biological uh, adoption papers and come to find out that Sherman Smith, the coach that recruited him to Miami and his mentor is his father. That has to be, I cried, I cried when I watched that story. I think it was like, man, that might have been back in 2018 or something like that. Oh my gosh, that was the wildest story I've, I've I've ever heard. Yeah, it is really wild. And honestly, you look back on it, and it's actually pretty amazing to see like that's how it came full circle for him. Yeah, and and and, and now you know his son's here, and uh, you know going to be coming to Cincinnati, and you know dad played for the Bengals, dad played at Miami Oxford, um, so they've got a lot of ties you know, to this area. So um, I can't wait to meet the young man and tell him, man, that, that story was absolutely moving about his, uh, his dad. So, um, and, and like you said, um, he's the highest rated uh, defensive player in UC history. Is that yep. correct? Mm-hmm. What, uh, is, is Evan Prater offensively the, one of the highest? Evan is offensively the highest. So Evan okay. is not, highest recruiting program history and then McCullough would be right behind him yeah amazing amazing good stuff okay um and you, do you think he's a you think he's a guy that's going to come in and have a uh, impact right away I think it's very possible he does yeah because he's ranked 219th in the country right now in the class of 2023 so he could finish the season as a top 150 player easily so you bring in the talent like that I mean it's going to be very hard to not have him make an immediate impact right away because, you know, he's going to come in hungry. He's going to be ready to play. And I think he'll make that immediate impact. Yeah, good, good. Okay, let's jump into the next guy. So the next guys are kind of having in groups here. Uh, First-year offensive line coach Mike Cummings had a pretty big weekend as three of the eight recruits were all offensive linemen. So we can break it down into Josh Gregory first, who's a six-foot-seven offensive tackle and everyone who kind of knows Mike Cummings uh, as a coach knows he loves those big tall physical uh, as a lot of people would say now in terms of football it's the glass eaters uh, but Josh mm. it's the mold of a guy like Lorenz Metz who is six foot seven just really stands out on that offensive line but it's more physical and loves to get in between the tackles and really get physical up front so I think that's one of the biggest offensive tackles that Mike Cummings has landed I mean Mike Cummings is also uh, in his first year from Central Michigan where he just coached two of the top offensive linemen in the NFL trap this past season. So I think after the big weekend he had, I mean, if you're Mike Cummings, you got to be pretty excited with all three of these guys that he's bringing in. Gotcha, gotcha. I mean, listen, it, it, there's what's, – what's so interesting about recruiting, I know, for me, and, and football's so much different than basketball, right? You deal with – recruiting less guys, you know, you've got some, you know, specific needs with basketball, and it's usually, you know, directed around scoring a lot of times. With football, 
what's fascinating, Neil, is there's just so much, there's so much you need, right? And there's like, think about this. The Bengals, you know, select a, uh, you know, a kicker. And everybody's like, why would you do that? That's that's not the sexy pick. And shit, I mean, he turned out to be one of the most important people in that Super Bowl run, right? Yep, yep. Flash forward and look what happened now. City's behind him and everyone loves Evan McPherson. That's that's right. Florida Florida Gator product. Um so so yeah, I mean it's just it's so interesting. Like, you know, you, you don't think about sometimes the linemen and, you know, some guys like that because you think about the quarterback or Alec Pierce or running back, you know, those are kind of the more high profile guys. But these other guys are so very, very important to the success of a football team. Yeah, most definitely. Yeah, so so keep going. Who else you got here? Uh, we got another offensive tackle in James Jenkins. Uh, Jenkins was actually unrated by 247 Sports, but he actually had a slew of Power 5 offers that included schools like Purdue, Colorado State, Miami of Florida, Ole Miss were some of them. But he also is a six foot five offensive guard who loves to get in between the tackles and uh, they really kind of made him a priority the last couple of months as they've had him on campus now twice in the last few months. So I think once they had him up on campus over the weekend, they were able to get the deal done. And he committed to Mike Cummings and Gina Gadouli was actually the lead recruiter for him. He was now taking over as offensive coordinator. So I think that's a pretty big commitment as well up front. And you say he's not ranked? He's currently not ranked on 247 Sports, but he does have all those offers still. See, that's the guy That's the guy that I always tell people to look out for. Because that's the guy with a chip on his shoulder. That's the mm-hmm. guy that's not been handed the shit, right? He's got this chip on his shoulder and a little bit of an attitude, man. He's going to come in and he's going to work. Yep, most definitely. Love it, love it. Okay, who we got next? Uh, the next commit from Saturday was running back Manny Covey, who uh, he's a smaller running back. He's five foot eleven, but he is also currently unranked on two four seven sports. But if you watch his tape, you can kind of see why he was a big priority for Coach Darren Page, who's the running back coach here at Cincinnati. But I mean, he's such a dynamic runner. Uh, he's hard, gets in between the tackles, but he's also just dynamic in space. Uh, really can take off on you and do some damage in the, when he's in the open field. But uh, they had him on campus actually in March, I believe. And then they had him back over the weekend out of uh, – he's actually out of Tampa Bay, Florida, which is where uh, Jerome Ford is from. So anyone okay. knows what Jerome Ford has been able to do as a Bearcat in his two years here. I think Manny probably could really follow in those footsteps for the Bearcats, especially learning behind guys like Corey Kiner, uh, Ryan Montgomery, Ethan Wright potentially still in the future, I think you would definitely be learning behind some great guys. Yeah, absolutely. And I mean, you just mentioned a name of a guy that I'm really excited about. That's Corey Kiner. And uh, he went to uh, the high school that I went to, Roger Bacon. And I remember having a conversation with Corey when he was going through the recruiting process. You know, his senior year at Roger Bacon was phenomenal. I went to probably three football games at Roger Bacon when he played. And fortunately, being an alumni, uh, alumnus of Roger Bacon, um, I was on the sideline. I was on Roger Bacon's sideline for one of the games, and I'm not going to mention the school they were playing, but he was trucking 
kids. I mean, just running people over, jumping over people. I mean, I, I remember telling the, the head football coach, uh, Mike Blout at, at Roger Bacon, I said, man, this kid is special, absolutely special. And he was like, trust, tr-, he's like, trust me, I've coached him. I know this. And I talked to Corey after that game, and I was like, man, I sure hope you become a Bearcat. And it didn't work out initially, but now he's here, man. And that that yeah. that kid's a, that kid's a game changer, man. I'm, I tell people, man, he's gonna be really good for the Bearcats. No, most definitely. And I think he honestly comes in and he finds himself in a great position. I mean, he, I heard he was having a great spring down at LSU, and then he just decided to come home. I mean, you know, home is home, so yep. everyone starts where home is. So him come back. And- to- off-season additions. Yeah, you know, Neil, the, the, and, and Pickle's done a great job of, of this, and you're starting to see this in basketball, and, and that is if we can keep the kids, you know, in this area, greater Cincinnati, in this region that are, you know, quality kids, high-level players, if we can keep them at the University of Cincinnati and keep them in this community, it's just so much better. You know, they're, they're really marketing this <clears throat> hometown hero um, slogan and, and and I think that's perfect. I mean, you look at Rayvon uh, Griffith, who was a was a huge target, and we've talked about him before on the past podcast. But he's a huge target target for West Miller, and that basically opens the floodgate for other local kids that are high level like that to go. Rayvon did it. Josh Wiley did it. I can go there and be a star, and um, I, I just love that. I, one thing I don't like is I don't like when kids from this area that are high-level players and quality kids go somewhere else out of state and just become a star. And listen, everybody's got to run their own race and have their own journey and all that, but I'd rather see them stay here, especially the university I love and have success. Yeah, most definitely. So, uh, but yeah, so how many kids have we talked about so far, man? There's so many, shit. (laughs) Yeah, we keep track of it. Uh, that would be number four. Okay. Let's jump into the uh, fifth kid here. Who do we have? The number five was another offensive tackle, uh, Nick Oliviera. Uh, he's a six-foot-six offensive lineman from the New Jersey area. Uh, he was actually down here in campus, on campus over the weekend for uh, the first weekend of camps. And he uh, committed Sunday to Luke Fickle and the Bearcats and Shows what uh what the Bearcats are building. I mean, Mike Cummings building one of those glass eater front lines up there. Uh, that's now his third commit over six foot five in the last forty eight hours, roughly. So you can see what he's kind of like up front. Uh, now Oliviera did have some really high offers. I mean, Oregon was the one that really stood out to me just because of how they develop the offensive linemen. Uh, mm-hmm. We saw it past with a whole penny. Uh, Sewell debate and Jamar Chase as being the Bengals fans that we are. Uh, we saw that debate really well, but they also had offers from Penn State, Pittsburgh, and about 15, 20 more offers. So I think you could land a guy who's had that big of talent up front. I think uh, if you're Mike Cummings, you're very happy with how this weekend went. Yeah, so what do you what do you think it is? And we've only talked about five guys thus far, but what do you think it is about you know, the Bearcats right now, that these kids are just, they're coming here, and then they're, boom, we're in. We're committed. I think it's just the environment, everything that's going on right now. You have the transition to the Big 12. You have 
the last two seasons, you're coming off of your only two losses are to the reigning national champions in Alabama and Georgia in the past two years, respectfully. So, I mean, I think it's a lot of time people are starting to take notice of how the development is going. I know we mentioned the nine draft picks earlier, but that's the most draft picks in the program history. And I think it's a really starting to fit with a lot of these younger guys. And what's going on up there in Clifton is very special and how they're developing players. And Sauce just became the highest Bearcat in program history to be drafted. So I think a lot of people are starting to take notice after what the Bearcats have been able to do the last two years. Yeah, amazing. Amazing. So let's jump into the next uh, player. Uh, the next one would be, uh, this is a guy that the Bearcats have had an eye on for a while now, and they really made him a priority. Uh, with six foot three wide receiver Aiden Green out of Powell, Tennessee. Uh, six foot three, he really reminds me of a guy that who just got drafted this year, and Alec Pierce. And that's just mm. because other freak athlete as well. He's currently ranked the 12th best player in the state of Tennessee, and they were linked to him since probably the last year, roughly. And uh, he had offers from schools like Arkansas, hometown Tennessee, Wake, uh, Wake Forest, Virginia Tech, Pittsburgh were some of them. But he's the top uh, 400 prospect, so he's ranked 433rd in the class of two, uh, 2023. So with a big, uh, a big senior season, we could see that number jump up to maybe top 350, maybe even top 300. So you're potentially thinking about, along with McCullough, you could have two top 300 picks in the class of uh, 2023, and that's not even counting the one who already did commit in Trevor Carter, who is a linebacker right here from Ohio who's ranked uh, the second-best linebacker in the state of Ohio as well. So I think that's a pretty big eye-opening one right there on the offensive side of the ball with Aiden Green. Yeah, and it seems that, you know, Luke Fickle and his staff, I mean, obviously Luke Fickle has built an incredible culture there, but they continue to recruit the athletes and the players and the people that fit their culture and their system. And I think that has been key for Coach Fickle and will continue to be key in his recruiting and his success moving forward. Yeah, most definitely. And I think it's all about those the right fits. I mean, everyone knows what uh, talent and what kind of people you want in your program. And I think Luke Fickle has done a very good job of getting the right fits, the right guys to Clifton. I mean, not all schools are going to have these five-star five star guys. And to see what Coach Fickle and the Bearcats have done over the last few years with these uh, three-star guys and these four-star guys, and now a lot of people are starting to take notice, like, hey, the developmental aspect of the game is right here in Cincinnati. We're back home, basically, right in the – State not many people used to look at many years ago. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I don't know how long ago it was. There were very few recruits in this area that were going to play for the Bearcats. And then now you fast forward to now, and not only do you have kids from this area recruiting uh, that are being recruited to play for the Bearcats and committing, you've got there are tons of kids that just even want to walk on and be a part of the program that could go to another school and be an integral part somewhere else. They just want to come and walk on and be part of experience. That's high level. That's like back when, when Huggins was here and he was coaching, you know, this area, so many kids wanted to play for UC. So many kids wanted to walk on. It was just like, that was the cool place to be. And we're seeing that with UC football. And that's, that's awesome to me. Yeah. And I think now that we're thinking back on that, 
recruiting aspect, I think bringing Kerry Combs back, who knows this area so well, I think that's yeah, really for sure. As long as Coach, as well as Coach Fickle, know in that area very well. So, I think you bring a guy like Kerry Combs, who coached uh, high school football here in Cincinnati for twenty plus years before his time at Ohio State, and then his one season in the NFL, then back to Ohio State, now back as a Bearcat. I think it's a, I think it's pretty crazy how the Cincinnati area has been recruited over the last few years. Yeah, you, and that's a great point with, you know, with Kerry Combs. He just knows his area so well. He can he can sell the program. And it's not like he's, you know, walking into a family's home and he's just selling them on some bullshit. I mean, he knows the program. He's been here. He knows the community. So he knows exactly what he's talking about. And I, and I think that's huge. And then the other piece, too, is Gino Gadulli. I mean, just – what what he's able to do from a recruiting standpoint as well, having played for the Bearcats and just, you know, he's he's the up up and coming guy. You know, I don't I don't know how long he'll be around with the Bearcats. He'll he'll end up getting a job somewhere. But uh, you you've got a lot of you got a lot of great uh, recruiters on this staff as well. Yeah, most definitely. I think you mentioned Coach Gadulli. I think that's really another big factor too. Is he played here? He did so many things, accomplished it here at Cincinnati I think having a guy like that back on your staff as well as a guy like Kerry Combs I think that's great for recruiting I mean it's also great for the city of Cincinnati as well to have both of those guys back who did so much no question yep no question I agree with that uh let's let's jump into uh the next young man so the next uh next recruit that committed to Luke Fickle in the Bearcats this week was six foot tall defensive back James Jonas Duclona out of Florida. He is ranked the 83rd uh, defensive back in the class of 2023, but don't let that really statistic really hold anything. I mean, he had over 30-plus offers, uh, and he had offers from schools like Florida, Wisconsin, Ole Miss, Minnesota, Iowa, Louisville. And I think uh, Kerry Combs was the lead recruiter on this one as well. Uh, He's going to be one of those high-rising prospects that just kind of take off on you. He's long physical. He reminds me of Sauce a little bit more than mm. But, I mean, you have that many offers and still having a big uh, senior season ahead of you. Uh, I think it was a big-time commitment for Kerry Combs and the Bearcats to get this one done. I like when you say he reminds you of Sauce Gardner. <laughs> that sounds good to me. You know, the the number four draft pick in the NFL draft. We'll, we'll take another young man like that. And, and and two, the other thing too is these. I, I just, I'm not. I get the, I get the rankings. I get the importance of the rankings. I get how they work, but they don't tell the whole story. You mm-hmm. know, like you said, they just don't tell the whole story with the kid. I mean, you go back, go back to you know 1996 and seven when I was playing with the Bearcats, and you get you know Kenyon Martin. Like I don't know what Kenyon Martin was ranked, but it wasn't a five-star. I don't remember what Steve Logan was ranked. It wasn't a five-star. And Eric Hicks. Like, I can go on and on with guys that are considered some of the greatest to ever put the red and black on the basketball court. And they came in and they developed. They developed. And I think the key is, and that's why, you know, it's important to have guys like you and other people in the media that can really break down, like, you know, just forget about all the numbers. This 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 kid's going to be really good. He's going to be special, and, and, and here's why. 
uh, once he gets in this system. And plus, you never know when a when a young man um, you know, out of high school, comes into a collegiate program, they have access to so many things, Neil. You have access to a nutritionist. You know, we have one of the best weight training staff in America. There's so much mm-hmm. support, right, at, at the university to help these young men reach the, the, the levels that they want. I mean, you know, you look at Alec Pierce. I think Alec Pierce is going to be a phenomenal NFL draft pick. And when he came to the University of Cincinnati, I remember that picture of him this freshman year in the weight. I guess they were doing a weight room pick. Good Lord. He looked like a, you know, a a skinny little kid that couldn't play football. That's for sure. And boy, he's, he turned out to be dynamic. Mm -hmm. And now that you mentioned it, it's kind of crazy how Brady Collins and the strength and conditioning staff really transformed a guy like Alex Pierce you stand back next to him in today's world, I mean, he's just a freak of nature is what we all describe him as. I mean, he did make the all-freaks list. He was squatting like 635 pounds, only 210 pounds. So he was tripling his body weight for a six-foot-three receiver like that. I mean, then he still had a 40-inch vertical on top of it roughly. So I think the attributes stood out for Alec and worked in his favor a little bit. I, th- I think he's. I think he's going to be a star in the NFL. You know, it may take him a little bit of time. I think he's in a great situation with the Colts. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're going to let him grow and develop. And I, I, I ended up texting Alec Pierce's father uh, a little couple days after the draft, maybe. And I, I told Greg, I said, "Man, your your son is going to be phenomenal, man." I, I, I you know, you, you come across people in life sometimes, and you just know. You just know they're going to be successful in whatever they do because they just have the ingredients. And Alec Pierce has the ingredients. He's, he's going to be a good player. And hopefully some of these recruits you're talking about following those footsteps of Alec Pierce and Des Ritter and the other guys. So um, who else do we have on the board here to talk about? Uh, the next guy we have is a high three-star, some consider him a four-star defensive back, uh, Luke Evans out of Florida. Uh, he committed to the Bearcats yesterday, but he is a six foot three defensive back, uh, another long physical uh, defensive back. I think that really fits the style of play the Bearcats are looking after. But what stands out to me is you pair him alongside of a guy like D.A. McCullough, who also committed to the Bearcats that we talked about earlier. I mean, the nucleus of defensive back room. Uh, Kerry comes is going to be building as they head to the Big 12. It's going to be something special. Uh, just because you look at the guys who are already here, who uh, now entering his freshman season is four-star J.Q. Hardaway. And, I mean, he's impressed a lot of people through camp already. So you pair him with these younger guys like Luke Evans, uh, Jonas Duclona, Jay McCullough. I think it's very – the nucleus is very bright in that defensive back room. And, I mean, we all saw what Sauce and Kobe did over the last two, three years. Uh, when they really took off, but I think uh, think in the future we might be able to see something a little more special and could put that uh, run in the defensive secondary for a little run for their money. Yeah, no, that's uh, – man, I, I, I tell you, I, I, I love the direction of the football program, um, but when you look at the recruiting right now, um, the, the, these coaches, not only football but even basketball, they're, they're recruiting for the Big 12 right now. Mm, most definitely. And, and 
you, that's a, <laughs> the Big 12 is a whole other monster um, on both fronts, football and basketball. And, and you know, they, they've got to be recruiting the guys to compete, you know, at that, at that level, not only right away, but then in the long term. So you're essentially when you're recruiting, you're not only recruiting for right away, but you're also recruiting, you know, for guys that, you know, in two or three years are going to be special players. Um, so, yeah, I'm, 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 I'm excited. I was excited to see they got eight guys and the eight quality guys. Um, plus, uh, I should start saying nine after shit. We landed another one before, uh, before this call, but, um, how many, how many is that now, Neil? We got, we got to get like one of them little counters, like ding, ding, ding. How many are we on now? <laughs> uh, so that was number eight, but before we hit in the number nine, let's get back to Luke Evans a little bit more. I uh, actually oh, just okay. offer from Georgia not too long ago. So says wow. what kind of, getting an offer from the national champions from a year ago. So I think you land a guy with his caliber who just was on campus at uh, Clemson, I believe, not too long ago, if I remember right, mm. uh, camping down at Clemson. Then he picked up an offer from Georgia. I think uh, I think you got to be happy with with uh, getting a commitment from a guy at his caliber. But yeah. to the number ninth, landed another six foot three wide receiver this morning and Ty Perkins, who is a uh, another freak in nature, I believe. I saw from on Twitter that he ran a four five this weekend at camp oh. in the camps he was at. So another six foot three, uh very physical, athletic wide receiver. So I think uh Mike Brown's done a good job getting his uh his guys in here that he's looking forward to at that wide receiver position. So I think that's another big one on the off offensive side of the ball. So uh, I think uh, that would cap off all of them, but I mean, just a tremendous weekend in Bearcat history. So, yeah. So, so what's what's left? Do they do they still have some more uh, kids that are going to get the uh, that are going to commit, or what do we have uh, left here? Done yet? I would say they're not done yet. There's a uh, someone to keep an eye on would be Cameron Calhoun, who actually just decommitted from West Virginia yesterday. That's all. Uh, uh, he's teammates with another Bearcats top target and Jermaine Matthews. They both go to Winton Woods in the class of 2023. And everyone who knows Winton Woods knows they just, they're coming off the state championship. Yep. So uh, yep. most of the top two targets for the Bearcats are, would be someone to keep an eye on. Uh, Jermaine Matthews actually just picked up an offer from Ohio State this week. And then you have guys like Amari Snowden, who is the Bearcats' top remaining target, who has 40-plus offers, but not just to play football, though, either. He's a dual-sport athlete and can do it on the baseball diamond as well. So I think those yeah. three the next three to keep an eye on for the Bearcats. Oh, good, good, good stuff right there. Now, we, we talked a lot about the future. Let's talk about the present um, with this Bearcats football team. Coming into the season, um, I, I've got two questions for you, and this has to be one of the, the, the hot debates going on right now. The first is, Game one, we play Arkansas. Is that right? Is that game one? Yep, game one, Arkansas at Arkansas. At Arkansas, who's the starting quarterback, Neil? Well, I mean, me personally, it was a tough, tough string. I mean, both the competitions there, Evan and Ben were really giving each other a battle of their money. But I think I think it's going to come down to the end of the wire, uh, end of fall camp, see how fall camp closes out but I think uh whoever gets the starting nod will will be able to do some big things for the Bearcats it was definitely a close 
a close spring. It was really hard to tell who had the lead, the upper hand on one another so far. Okay, but, but Neil, I need your prediction. Come on, you got you got to give me a prediction. My prediction, if I had to say it, I think we see Evan week one. Okay. Okay. Why? I think just because he Ben's been here for three, four years, and then he transferred out and then came back. So, but I think Evan really got to see some reps last year and what it was like. I I think we just see Evan due to all the not the hype, but I think he's a little more situated now that he's been on campus after Ben took a year away. I think he just has a little bit of the more experience than what Ben had at uh, Eastern Michigan last year in the MAC conference. Okay. Okay. Fair enough. What's your what's your prediction? Is the last question here for you. What's your prediction on this coming season? On the team as a whole or the on the yes. season? Yep, team as a whole and record. What's, uh, what's your I, prediction? Uh, another top twenty, top fifteen team this year. I think they I think the season, I think they can go I think they can go undefeated again. I mean they're gonna have their run for their money with Houston. Uh Indiana has this is going to be their biggest home game of the year. They lost, Indiana has lost a lot of talent, uh, but they also bring in talent uh, playing in the Big Ten. So I think you're going to have your hands full week one with Arkansas, who is also predominantly big. Uh, but I think you can get by Arkansas and Indiana. I think you can very well go undefeated as long as you top off Houston and don't let Navy's triple option give you any uh, problems. I think it's very possible this team could go undefeated again. I love it. I love it. And I think I think fans I think fans understand that hey, this team may not be as good as last year's team. Well, I mean, listen, they they won't be as good as last year's team because last year's team just had a lot of special guys um that are obviously gone and then entered the NFL draft. So um but but that doesn't mean it's gonna be a big step down at all. And then to think about what's coming in in the future, I mean as a Bearcat fan, you have to be all bought into this process. Yep, most definitely. And I think even though they lost nine guys to the NFL, I think it shows the testimony of what uh, that program is building and the talent they have. So I think they're all hungry, got the next man up mentality, and they're ready to get back after it. I love that, next man up. I love that because there are a lot of guys in waiting that were behind other guys, and it's their turn now. So As we mentioned, someone who is – we saw Jerome Ford leave, so that running back room was kind of, kind of up for grabs this year. And then you bring in a guy like Corey Kiner. I think, uh, I think that running back room is going to have a lot of friendly competition as well. And <laughs> I think uh, if Kiner wins the starting job, I think a lot of people are going to be going crazy in the uh, the stands this year with his ability as a as a runner. I can agree with that. Hey, listen, the uh, UC basketball team just started up workouts. Um, Wes Miller's got the guys, you know, in there doing individual stuff and some team stuff, um, according to the new NCAA rules. Um, what I'd like to do, Neil, is uh, we'll probably follow back up here soon and talk a little bit about, you know, the Bearcats and, you know, some of these new guys that are in and how they're doing um, in workouts and stuff. So we'll, we'll save that for, you know, the next the next time you and I catch up. Um, but this has been great to hear kind of more of an in-depth look on each individual player that the Bearcats have landed, uh, all nine players in a, in a short period. And probably the next time we talk, they'll have some more recruits 
um, in the bag or uh, they're, they're really strongly looking at. So I want to definitely cover that. And Bearcat fans, man, they just, they just love the, uh, they love the content on recruiting, Neil. They really do. So I always appreciate when you come on. Not a problem. It's always a blast uh, when you do have me on. I greatly appreciate the opportunity, Alex. Yeah, no question. Uh, tell everybody quickly how they can absorb your content. So you can find all of my content at thefrontofficenews.com, and you can follow me on Twitter at MeyerNeil6. I am also on Instagram at MeyNee6, M-E-Y-N-E-6, or it's M-E-Y-N-E-5421, my bad. But then you can also find us on Instagram at uh, Front Office News, and you can follow JT on Twitter at JT underscore Smith. You can find all of our stuff on there. My guy JT, how's JT doing? By the way, he doesn't he doesn't show me love anymore, man. I gotta I gotta hear from him, man. Tell him to give me a holler. Yeah, I most definitely will. Uh, will I saw he was out golfing a little bit yesterday too. So oh boy, Tiger Tiger Wood, Joe. <laughs> We're going to have another friendly wager, I think, Alex, for you. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. You, so so is he, is he like, just learning golf, or has he played before? What what we got going on? I'm not sure. He told me it was a work outing, so he's putting that swing mm. to for the rain yesterday. It, yeah. Well, yeah, it came down pretty pretty bad yesterday. I don't know. I think I, I might be able to take him in golf. <laughs> I'm pretty. Hey, I'm pretty bad. I'm pretty bad at golf. What's that? You lived up to your deal last time. Oh, <laughs> yeah. He's probably he probably doesn't want to make any more bets with me. <laughs> he he yeah he he don't want to lose anymore. Um, but hey, you know what? That reminds me. You know, obviously he lost the NFL bet with me, but I'm I'm definitely going to be excited for the NFL season. It's going to be a different NFL season, I think for me and probably you and other Bearcat fans that, you know, we could watch and hope that a lot of these Bearcats are, are playing this year, man. So there's going to be a lot of Bearcat fans watching the NFL even more than usual. Yeah, most definitely. I think, uh, I think the following is going to be more than just uh, the occasional Travis Kelsey out there in Kansas city. I mean, that's yeah, exactly. Former Bearcat Brian Cook alongside with him. So I think uh, the red and black is going to have to travel to Kansas city very often. You know, so I mean, it's 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 great, man, and it's great to see that you know we're gonna have to watch Colts games, we're gonna have to check in on the Falcons games. Like I, I wasn't checking in on a lot of those games this past year, but man, I'm I'm as excited for the NFL season as I've ever been. So it's gonna be fun. It's gonna be yeah. fun. Great great time for uh, sports here in the Greater Cincinnati area. That's for sure. Except for the Reds, we got to get the Reds back on track, Neil. Uh, yeah, we do on that one. That's that's another podcast right there. The, uh, <laughs> where else you're gonna go? <laughs> yeah, that's, that's a whole another whole another story. But we'll 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 stick to our Bearcats one, man. So hey, thanks again for coming on, and uh, we'll definitely catch back up soon and talk some Bearcat basketball next time. Not a problem. Thank you for having me on, Alex. Looking forward to oh, it. All good, Neil. I'll talk to you soon, buddy. Take care.